publicly, let me publicly say, you are invited. There is an open door. Come on down. Wow. 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 Welcome to Coach Street, the premium podcast that brings you insider coaching conversations from the fast lane. When coaches need to shift gears, they come to the Coach Street Podcast. Grab a coffee and buckle your seatbelts as hosts Andrea Lee from The Wealthy Thought Leader and Robin Logan from Coach Campus learn what drives the world's most successful coaches. Hi everyone, welcome to Coach Street Episode 6. I'm your host Robin Logan and your co-host Andrea Lee. Hi Andrea, how are you? Hi, I'm good. For a second there I thought you were both of us. <laughs> it sort of came out like that, didn't it? <laughs> I know, but let's let's not get significant and just move on with that. We could go back and re-record or we could just roll with the punches. What do you reckon? I love rolling. Yeah, I love rolling. And perhaps rolling would also be good to tell people what this episode is. Episode six is how to get your first coaching client. And this is a great topic. Andrew and I decided to do this topic because for whatever reason, that first client can be a huge hurdle. And once that's achieved, all sorts of things can happen. So I'm going to pass over to you, Andrew, to do the intro for this episode. Yeah, how to get a first coaching client. It's really, really important to just firstly establish that by client, we mean another human being. Yeah, for most of us, I'd say 99.99%, we mean another human being. So yes. just establish that. So the reason I say that, even though it's kind of funny, is that it may seem very obvious, but it's actually sometimes not all that clear that in order to get a client, in some way, we must interact with other human beings. Mm -hmm. And because coaches, for the most part, right, Robin, are, you know, sometimes a little bit more introverted or, you know, perhaps not as outgoing in the traditional ways, not all of us, it's just a generalization, mm -hmm. um, we can forget, like, it's like, oh, I need a client. Let me sit in the corner and read a book and try and get a client. Well, no, it's a human being we're after that you're not going to find them inside a book. So it doesn't matter how. There are many ways to come to the notice of other human beings, but at heart underlying all the different ways in which you can get a client that we're going to go over today is that we must increase the amount of time and interaction we have with other human beings. That's it. Yeah, I think that's a really good frame for this topic. It, it really is just about getting out there and meeting up with other people. And in fact, that's something that I've found quite useful sometimes. Where if you are sitting in a corner thinking, how am I going to get a client? Any action is better than no action, right? Just anything. Mm. Get out and speak to anyone anywhere about coaching and about what you do is better than sitting there thinking about how to do it. I love it. It's so true. And so mm -hmm. that's a basic, can be a real aha. It's like, oh, Right. Even if it means I write an article or whatever, we'll get yeah. into those things. Yeah. It, we have to interact with more other human beings or you're never going to get another client. Let's just make that point very clear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good. All right. So let's just go through some of the ways, just um, a br quick brainstorm on how to get that first client. So one of the ways I think is, is a really great way to go about it is to hook into other networks that your client is already participating in. So this does require you to do that little bit of work first of working out who your ideal client is or the sorts of people that would 
be good clients for you and then find out where they hang out. So if you're a life coach, for example, you know, maybe the sort of people that might want life coaching also like massages, for example. So mm-hmm. you could go down to the local massage place and ask the guys there if you can put a card there and do a cross referral. That's just so easy to do. And look, not even that. I've got to say my butcher has cards up on the counter for the local massage person. Now, I don't even know what that connection is, but if you don't ask, you don't get. You know what they say? Mm-hmm. So I Definitely. think that's a total winner way to go about getting a first client. It's so low tech. There's no reason why anybody could like say, no, I can't do that. Like just today, go out, you know, if you don't have a business card and you just handwrite something or print something and, mm-hmm. you know, post those things up. That's a simple way to get started. Yeah, actually, um, Moo Cards is a really, it's a, let me just check the URL for that. I think it's moo.com. Mm-hmm. online printing. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I have. Those are adorable business cards and so affordable. So affordable, so adorable. It's just not the case anymore that you have to make a $3,000 investment to get a business card. So don't worry about your, your business name. In fact, use your own name, Robin Logan Coaching. Best just if you mm-hmm. haven't worked that out, don't worry about it. Put your name there, put a phone number and just get those cards out there. So that's number one, how to get your first client. Awesome. Over to you for number two, Andrea. Number two, you know, it's just like what you said, Robin, about getting business cards being so accessible and cheap. It's now really easy to get a website, mm-hmm. um, you know, within a matter of the time it takes for you to finish listening to this episode of Coach Street, you can go on ahead and set up a basic site on WordPress mm-hmm. using blog um, technology and simply, you know, describe describe yourself, describe, you know, three main benefits that your coaching would bring and, you know, set up a little form for people to be able to say, hey, Robin, I'd love to uh, find out more about coaching with you. Bam, website. Yeah. Great way to get new clients. Yeah, totally. And this is potentially the topic for another entire episode. A lot of people get very significant about their websites and some people spend a lot more time and money than is really necessary. I would go the path exactly like I just suggested with the business card. Just You just want four pages about me, my coaching, my philosophy or something, contact me. Something, four things. That's it. That's all you need to start with. And you know what? I'm going to put a link at the end of this episode in the transcript for a couple of places that I know you can get websites for like three, four hundred dollars. Mm. Perfectly fine. In fact, there's no reason to even do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And just Beautiful. get that baby up, put the URL back on the Moo business card. And that's step number two on how to get a first client. You know, it's one of those things that people think that it's like you say, people think it has to be really hard. You can take three days to get this done, at, you know, or you can take three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for those of you who are listening, how many how, how many of you will cop to the fact that sometimes you make, you know, push the finish line out farther than it needs to be when actually, as Robin outlines, bam, it can be done within a week and yeah. um, away you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually just on that with the website, let's, let's look yeah. just for a couple of minutes to help people when they do this. With their website, I think a really great way to go about this is to position your coaching on the front page of your website as the answer to a problem. Mm-hmm. This is it's a little bit formulaic, but really it's much better than what most people do, which is they start their website and then they talk all about themselves. Hi, mm-hmm. I'm Robin Logan. I'm a life coach. I work with people. I am do this, I do that. What would be great is to just 
take a step back, think about your client, what type of problem does your client normally have? So if you're a parent coach, you know, maybe your clients normally have the problem of troublesome teenagers, perhaps something like that. So you pitch that on the front page of your website and and offer them something, something for free even would be wonderful. Mm -hmm. Highly recommended, actually. I call it a pink spoon. It refers to that little tiny pink spoon inside an ice cream store that sometimes you get as a sampler. I remember when I didn't know what tiger flavored ice cream was. What's tiger flavor? It's like orange and black. Well, it turns out to be like licorice and something. (laughs) Um, If I had not had the opportunity to try it, I would not have known that I might love it. And that's the same for your coaching. So having a pink spoon equivalent on your website is a really good idea. Okay, I'm going to ask you about the pink spoon because this is one of the first ways I even found out about you. I mean, I did know about you from before that in the Coachville days, but your concept of the pink spoon, I think, was at one of the first. You were early. You were out there with that concept right at the very beginning. I mean, now it's pretty much, I mean, people package it and call it all sorts of different things. The concept is you provide something of value for free that people can download or get somehow and that this is a lead generator into a sale but let's just unpack that a little bit so tell me why why do you think that works so well well in any relationship with a between a business and a customer there's the element of the unknown robin if i was thinking of hiring you as my coach which i absolutely would by the way if you're if you're taking <laughs> clients anymore it, it would be a question was like well you know what i think you know she looks good she sounds good Um, I might have heard something nice about her from my friend, right? Any one of you listening could have this going on for you. But you know, I'm not 100% sure. And I don't even know what I don't know. So if it's possible for me to listen to something of Robin's or read something she's written or even watch a video or something that she's got, then that's the equivalent of a pink spoon. I get to actually experience what it would be like to be in a relationship with you. And, you know, it it really relieves my sense of anxiety that, you know, and it gives me confidence really that it could work out really, really well. And that's why I think the pink spoons are so, so critically important. And if you think about it, you notice that the pink spoon mentality is everywhere in business, whether it's like when you go to buy a new car and they let you drive the car around for a bit, that's a pink spoon. Or you go in the back of the grocery store and there's some crazy new product like a peanut butter chocolate milk milkshake thingy or something. They let you taste it. All of these things are, you know, they're just, it's just as old as time, this concept of letting people try before they buy and lower the risk that they perceive that they have. Yeah, like uh, wine tastings is another great example. Mm. You know, there's all those bottles of red wine there. And like, how do you actually know the labels? I mean, I look at the labels and think, well, that's a nice label, but how would I know? being able to just have a little sip of that wine if I find one I'm, I like I'm going to like yeah I'll give me a dozen thanks I'll have a box mm-hmm. of that wine yep. so I think that's a really good way to get a first client is to actually put something out there that people can sample and that could be mm-hmm. well it could be a session what do you think of the trial session concept a lot of coaches do the trial session you know what there there's varying advice about it what I have really found is it, it depends on how you position it and it depends on your personality if you're the kind of person who you know maybe has trouble saying no or tends to be very very generous and you're a bit of a softy the free session is probably not highly recommended for you it's going to sap your energy you're going to be like giving all this you know wonderful coaching away and 
finding it more challenging than other people to say, okay, right, that's it for your free session. Now you have to buy the ice cream cone, you know, cough up some coaching fees. So in that way, Robin, I find that for that personality type, it's really setting them up for sort of agony later. Yeah. But if you're someone who's pretty buttoned down, you know how to really manage a call, you have, perhaps you've been a consultant in the past, you you know your way around people relationships and how to nip conversations in the bud when need be, sample sessions could be great. They really can turn into a, a reliable, consistent way of securing new clients. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also how you frame the trial session. So if the, if the trial session is framed as a free session, a free coaching session. I agree. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's a great way to go, but you know, really every first session is a trial session. I mean, at any time the client Mm -hmm. can decide that's not for them, right? Yeah, it's true. So I think just, you know, framing it in, here's how I, I think people need to know how your, how your coaching happens, what happens when they become client of yours. And if you frame it in that way, so, you know, when you start with me, we'll start the first session, we'll talk a little bit about what you want to achieve out of your coaching, blah, blah, blah. Now, just even in that conversation, people can generally tell if it's a fit or not. But I agree with you, the trial session, I would prefer people to be putting out something that gives. See, the other problem with the trial session for me is it's a one-on-one activity. So you can only do so many. Whereas if you put out a short video of yourself or talked about your style of coaching or created an ebook on the type of coaching that you do, you can reach thousands of people with that. So I think that's a better way to go. So you've got your website, your website hasn't cost much, and you've got something you're offering there, which gives people a taste or a flavor of you. That's a way to get a first client. So next. Teleclasses, you were saying. Oh, yeah. Workshops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Run a workshop. A workshop or if you want to do an online or tele-seminar, if your market is global, which it, it possibly would be. I find this is a fantastic way to get clients and really it's it's along the pink spoon thinking as well because what that's about is is creating value anyway just getting out there and doing what you want to do anyway and do it for a low cost or no cost it could be your pink spoon offering could be a free teleseminar once a month offer that give people value so that they can actually see and feel the type of person you are and from that you should get some clients for sure. I mean, the the standard rates, I don't know what the conversion rates are, but it's a classic classic tool people use a lot. You know, you might get 30, 40 people come along and from that one or two people are potential clients. So that's yeah, easy, it's easy. And you know what, if you record it, so if you did do a teleseminar and you recorded the teleseminar, then you've got something to offer for free on your website. Yep. So you get... It's a, it's a tried and true, proven, leveraged way of getting new clients. It really is, isn't it? And you really, and you know, not that difficult to do. Once again, you just can get a free conference line. There's many providers. We could put a couple more links in the transcript. Mm-hmm. You get one of those and just start telling everyone. It doesn't matter, you know, even if you have six people turn up for the first one. And it doesn't matter if most of them are your family or friends. Because if you record that, you have a fantastic audio and that's how you grow. You've got to start somewhere. Beautiful. I love that one. That one's so highly leveraged and it's a good use of your time. And that's a good, you know, once you get past getting your first client, you're going to start considering how you can get more clients with less effort. And this one's a really hot one for that. 
Now, number four, shall we move on to that? Yeah, practice on family and friends. Do you want to go for that one? Yeah, practicing on family and friends may seem like it's a kind of an odd way to get a new client or a first client. And having said that, I will tell you that it is the most easy way that I know of. And so especially for if you are shy or let's say, you know, some of our more introverted coaches, Robin, you know, practicing your coaching is a really important part of being good at what you do so that once you do get clients, you're going to get referrals because your coaching rocks and like is awesome. So you do need to be practicing. And that's something that I know you teach at the International Coach Academy. However, the other, the hit, the not so secret thing about practicing is that once you do get good, even if you're doing it for free with your family, they're going to tell other people and other people will become, you know, those people can become your first paying clients. Absolutely. And the great thing about doing that as well is just the thing of get out and do it. It's back to what you said right at the beginning. You have to interact with other humans. So even if it's, even if you feel you don't need the practice, okay, I don't need the practice just get out and do the coaching anyway it's better than sitting there waiting for the client to knock on the front door as you go along if you start to really build a marketing machine and a whole bunch of you might you might have other priorities and so you would do this less but especially because today's topic is you know how to get your first paying client this is a really easy no excuses go out and go do it now yeah and referrals <laughs> is one of the, the best ways to get a first client is through a referral or a contact Which leads on to the next way to get a first client is through your networks, which a little bit like family and friends, but I'm talking about your professional networks. So, you know, most people who come to coaching come with a rich history and background in some sort of area, even if it was real estate or maybe they worked in management consulting. Uh, Most of our students have one or two degrees and have, you know, done at least 10 years in the workplace. So that's a massive network. And you don't want to turn your back on that network. In fact, you want to turn around and look at that network with new eyes and think, how can I leverage the not only the skills and knowledge that I have, but the contacts that I have? And this is a really great way to you could also practice as well. You could also choose a couple of key colleagues and practice your coaching, which is a great way of educating them on coaching. And then just ask for the referral. Ask, ask, does anyone do you know anyone who needs some coaching? Once again, telling people, asking for the referral. So I think reaching into your networks is a great way to do it. People underestimate the power of that. Really, truly is the case. And I mean, I think I threw in a bonus one, just an item that really applies to all of these things. And you mentioned it, Robin, when you were talking about websites. It's like try to get as clear as you can about the change that you are willing to stand behind. Mm -hmm. So if a person starts at a certain place, point A, before they coach with you, by the time that you, they're you know, done coaching with you or coached with you for a month or three months or whatever the period is, they're going to be at B. Okay, and hopefully there's a difference and hopefully it's a good difference. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> what, getting comfortable with what that change or what I call a delta, the coaching delta, the change as you practice, you're going to get clearer and clearer about what that is. You're looking for patterns and then you can start to articulate what that is that, you know, when people come to me, they usually come with too many business ideas. And at the end of it, they've chosen one, dug down deep, and, you know, they've tapped into their income and and doing it in a fun way. That's a tangible change. That thing is going to apply to every single one of these ways to get a first client. And when you're first starting out, right, it can be really challenging to understand that. So if that's the case for you, then back to practicing. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to give you that answer. And maybe people need to go back and listen to episode four, getting your mm-hmm. coaching niche. Listen to that before you get your first coaching client. <laughs> be really helpful yeah. get very clear on what your niche is because that's going to help you get your first coaching client because like you say Andrea it's I love the analogy from that episode that you used about digging many holes you know it's much better mm-hmm. to dig one hole and go deep into that one hole than to start a couple of holes throw the spade away and start somewhere else and I think this yeah. applies also to getting your first coaching client figure out what your niche is And then dig deep into that. Go to all the places where clients hang out in that niche. Speak to as many people as you know. Ring up associations or organizations and offer to come and do a free presentation for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then as a very final point before we go into the spot, the coaching, right, Robin, Mm -hmm. that we want to do each time, never underestimate enthusiasm. It's really okay. And I'll, I'll do even a tiny bit of role play for you. You know, you might be speaking and doing um, a a coaching session or you might be um, teaching a teleclass or what have you. And you've got real live human beings, just as we were teaching you, suggesting. And that's fabulous. And they're even excited. They're getting something great. They really like you, your charm, your personality, your good looks. All of that is working well for you. Okay, And you like them. The thing that you really want to make sure you always, always do, and this goes for advanced people, too. I know advanced people who miss this. It's. It sounds like this, Robin, you know, just listening to you talk about your life and what you want to achieve, that is, it has me really excited and Mm -hmm. I would love to work with you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I would love to work with you. Yeah. (laughs) And then just pause. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying be a liar. Like if you don't want to work with the person you wouldn't love working with, don't say that. Okay. (laughs) No coming back to blame me if that's what you do. (laughs) But if you would genuinely love it, it's it's actually a beautiful thing to let it show. And that more than anything is going to assist you in opening the door to the client, well, the prospect in this case saying, really? Okay. Well, I mean, I think I might like it too. How would it work? Bam. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great. It actually reminds me of um, one of my coaches, James Shremko. He's he's got this thing he calls the haircut clothes, the hairdresser clothes when it comes to sales. <laughs> and evidently, one of his cousins or friends was a hairdresser, a Greek hairdresser called Nick. And he just goes up to people. He goes, "Your hair? What's happened? It's terrible, shocking. Okay, you come Thursday. I fix." <laughs> And it's just great. And you know what? I'm just going to sneak an extra one in as well. I think what you're talking about as well is the way to get your first client is to totally believe that you are a coach and totally believe that you can help people in the way that you think. And that's if you can get that to come out in the, in the enthusiasm, then you will get a client. People will believe you. It's a classic thing. People do pick up on your thoughts about yourself and so if you're talking to someone and you really totally can see exactly what it where where you could impact their lives and you talk with that in your tone and in your whole body and your whole being that's contagious Uh, this is so up my alley because we talk so much about creating proof like undeniable proof of what you can do and then that is the bedrock of your confidence that's going to allow all of these things to sing so yeah a hundred percent what robin is saying hundred percent so you have a workshop coming up in september that is looking at lead generation and would probably help people in getting their first client 
I think so. I mean, it's um, it's a fairly deep workshop where I'm I'm pulling out all the stops. I mean, you should see inside my brain, all the drawers are open, and all my notes and everything scattered around my brain. Um, but yeah, lasting lead generation is going to address how to interact with other human beings in lots of deep, cool ways using technology playing to your strengths, allowing you to create a lead generation budget and plan. And yeah, that's happening later on in September. And we're um, going to be in Baltimore, Maryland, on the East Coast, where I'm rarely at. Actually, I've done nine events in the last three years. Robin, only one of them has been on the East Coast. Shame on me. Shame. So I'm trying to... <laughs> shame, shame. So I'm trying to rectify that. And well, can I just say, none of them have been in Australia. Double shame, triple shame. Well, I don't know. I've been just like sitting back waiting for an invitation. Oh, I guess is that what it is? Really... Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. Yeah, no. Okay. Exactly what we let just me publicly let me publicly say you are invited. There is an open door. Come on down. Wow. Wow. It would be wow. so cool. Well, anyway, happens. let's let's put that on the let's talk about that one as well. Stay Add that tuned to the list. in a future episode of yeah. Coach Street when yeah. we will talk about Australia. So in in this uh, in the lasting lead generation workshop, it's focusing on lead generation. So it's it's not actually looking at once someone's interested how you close the sale and get the client to the first session. Does it look at that as well? No. Um, we should do an episode on that. I think that's a really good one too. Yeah. Selling. Actually, we have a second, our second workshop in January is about selling. It's called Feel Good Selling. So it's kind of oh, a yeah. one-two yep, workshop yep. thing. But yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we're focusing a lot on those things oh, this good. year. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Excellent. All right. So we'll hear more about that in coming episodes as well. So let's get on to Spot the Coaching. And now, Spot the Coaching. I haven't even heard your Spot the Coaching. You have one prepared. Well, it's I'm interested. I was with a dear, dear friend who had just been on a world tour speaking in, she was actually in Thailand speaking, and then she was, she was a bunch of other places, and we finally ended up in Florida, where a really dear friend of ours, a mutual friend, was getting married, mm-hmm. only she was exhausted, so she said she took one look at me, she didn't even hug me after getting off the plane, she said, I need a liquor store. <laughs> okay we went into the liquor store and we're looking and neither one of us is a particularly heavy drinker okay we're looking and I'm looking at her and she's like okay well what should I get and I'm like well what do you feel like and so she grabs two things one of them was this Malibu rum coconut rum thing another one was big jug of something else and we're about to leave when somebody next to us leans over and says you know if you really want to get the job done those are only 26 proof, referring to how much alcohol content was in the, the selections we had. And I looked at him and said, oh, is that right? I, did, I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, if you really want to get the job done, you should get this. And he pointed to this thing that looked like some homemade moonshine, like really <laughs> weird looking. He said, now that'll do the job. Okay, it was this Florida accent that I can't re- reproduce. And um, it was sort of, it was kind of shocking, like, because I guess he had heard us, you know, kind of joking about how much my friend needed a drink. And um, I realized in that moment, Robin, that we were getting liquor store coaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We we're being coached. Did, on, did you on buy how to get the an outcome? Did you buy the upgrade or? No, we didn't. We didn't actually switch because what you know what I ended up saying which is, doesn't really have to do with the coaching part, but what I ended up saying was, well, you know, we're not actually 
So we're not actually that much in training, if you get what I mean. So I think this might actually be plenty to do the trick. (laughs) And he said, oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. that should do the trick. And (laughs) so we proceeded to the cash register. We got some orange juice and, you know, she had her drink and then we had to leave like two thirds of all of it in the condo that we had rented because we couldn't finish. And you left him to practice his coaching skills on someone else. (laughs) Exactly. It was just really adorable. It just really felt like it's like he he saw us having a problem. We had a goal we wanted to achieve and he leapt in with his liquor store coaching. Yeah. Now, just back to the 26%, you know, that is way strong enough anyway. Like, seriously. I know. <laughs> what was he even recommending to you? I, I, I was, you know, honestly, I was, I mean, we tell the story lightheartedly now, but I was a little bit culture shocked because I was like, okay, here's, first of all, the liquor store was tiny. It was like a closet, but it was packed to the rafters. It looked like a warehouse, like a little, I don't know, some bunker of somebody really fearful that prohibition was coming back where you know and it was tiny and you couldn't walk past other people and the thing was crowded with a bunch of people and it was just sort of I didn't know why this person was talking to us so we just sort of got the heck out of there and yeah, yeah. enjoyed our drinks yeah yeah <laughs> well I hope it worked it, I, she had a great time and she slept like a baby that night oh yeah well I would too give me 26 percent alcohol <laughs> I'd sleep like a baby <laughs> oh my god i only need a, a, a thimble full and i'm done for so is that right okay well we'll have to try you out when you come to australia i'll give you some of our beautiful wines all nice. right well i think that's a wrap for this episode of how to get your first how client fun. yeah great Are you fun. enjoying the coach street episodes we'd really love to hear yeah we totally want to hear and also very interested in topics for future episodes because between andrew and i we could pretty much talk about anything right so (laughs) anything you want to know about you let us know so they can do that by emailing you can email me robin at coachcampus.com or email andrea where's your email address andrea andrea at wealthythoughtleader.com yeah or just wherever you see this episode so thanks guys for staying with us and we'll see you next time If you want to become an accredited coach, drop Robin a line at robin at coachcampus.com or visit www.coachcampus.com. If you want to build your own successful coaching business, drop Andrea a line at andrea at wealthythoughtleader.com or visit www.wealthythoughtleader.com. Did you find this podcast helpful? Swing by iTunes to let us know your thoughts. 